I mm. loved providing that information and those resources um, because I was a single mom with two kids and I knew what those income, income credits were mm. doing for me. I knew what it was like to have to have that payday loan and, and get stuck in that cycle. I had, I had had those experiences of having my utility shut off. So I understood those things and how to help these parents be and you know these individuals navigate through those 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 challenges and so that's really I think when I realized it was during that early part of my career when I was working um, at Pathways and ultimately even going over to the Urban Affairs Coalition um, and and working with Gene Hunt who is still a, a great friend and mentor of mine even today and understanding um, community engagement and working with folks and and um, and engaging folks in and really um at, at which at times is really life-changing information uh, i searched all over the world struggling to find it then i met my boy david e simons yeah i searched all over the world struggling to find it then i met my boy david e simons yeah Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. I'm so delighted and excited for you all today, all the listeners that are going to be tuned in and listening to this episode. I already know this is one of the ones you're going to need to star, you're going to need a bookmark, you're going to get your pen out, get your, your, your notes ready, because I just, I just know uh, that it's going to be an amazing one. So I'm going to first share uh, Tanya's bio, our guest, our special guest for today. And then I'm going to kind of give you my bio, my personal bio, because uh, today's guest is not just a guest that, you know, you know, online. So this is a guest, a personal friend. So I'm excited to uh, introduce and share with you all uh, this amazing, amazing woman. So Tanya is a, is a passionate nonprofit leader. For over 20 years, Tanya T. Morris has been helping professional women, entrepreneurs achieve personal and professional growth for over 20 years. In 2017, she started Mom Your Business, whose mission is to help mompreneurs turn obstacles into opportunities. In 2021, she launched the Founders to Funders, cultivating female startup businesses accelerator to help black and brown female founders achieve exponential business growth through education, mentorship and access to capital to date f2f has helped founders raise over two hundred thousand dollars in non-diluted capital miss morris is a three-time self-published book uh, author a graduate of temple university and has an mba in executive leadership from strayer university tanya is a wealth of knowledge um one of the smartest business minds i know one of the 
people that you know just just a, a downright good good-hearted person right just cares for people really wants to see people succeed um tanya and i get a chance to serve together in many capacities uh whether it's speaking to different organizations or 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 even in her own classes she's also a professor so she's had me come out there and um, Tanya is just a wealth of knowledge. She 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 knows anything. If you're in business and you need to you need to get your business right, you need to get your foundation right, you need to get your mindset right around those things. Tanya is going to help you. Like she is such a strategic thinker. I always call upon her, and uh, and I I think after you hear this episode, you'll be calling upon her. So we'll make sure you have her details and and, and tuned in. So again, I, I'm I'm just I'm just so honored and excited to have uh, Tanya on the show. So I just let's let's just clap it up for her right uh, you know <laughs> yes 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 it'll be an exciting show so thank you again tanya for welcome to the show thank you so much dave for having me i'm excited i love it clap it up y'all clap it up. <laughs> my guy david simmons i appreciate you so we're, we're gonna dive right in tanya so this show as you know is all about gift discovery um but before we get into that i, I want to just Take us through the journey, right? Because you you have a business called Mom Your Business, and there's a reason why you call it Mom Your Business. There's 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 a journey you've had to go through, and I love to. I know it's, I know there's many pieces to it, but but how could you summarize your journey thus far? Well, Dave, thank you so much for asking that question because uh, this is a, it's a great topic, a great platform that you've created here. Um, according to my mother, I've been a writer since I was nine, ten years old, right? Um, as a child, I can remember writing short stories, and I love the written word. I just, I love the written word. Even today, um, while we were even on lockdown, I could tell you the number of books that I purchased or all, you know, read during that whole time, because I just love books. I love how they feel. I love how they smell. I love everything about, about books. And so the thing about it though, was when I went to college, the two things that I said I never wanted to do with my writing are the two things I ended up doing. Writing for newspapers hmm. and writing books. Hmm. Those were the two things I said that I was not going to do. I was like, I'm never going to be a reporter. I'm never going to be a writer. I'm just going to, I wanted, I wanted to be the female Spike Lee. I still remember when I saw She's Gotta Have It and I looked at that screen and I was like, I want to do that. That's that's what I want to do. I want to make films. And so, you know, those things didn't happen. But what, what did happen, and I'm just so thrilled, you know, when I think back on it, my pastor, he called, what he calls me, he don't call me by time, he calls me preacher. And every mm. time he does that, I laugh because it makes me remember my late mentor, Jerry Mondesire. While I was in my senior year in college, a friend of mine introduced me to Jerry right when he started the Philadelphia Sunday Sun newspaper, um, gave me an assignment, and I said, Jerry, I don't know how to do no newspaper. He said, oh, you'll be fine. And that's the end of the story. I, I started writing for the Sun. I've interviewed everyone from Oprah Winfrey to Spike Lee to Damon Wayans to, 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 to uh, Keenan Ivy Wayans. Um, you know the list goes on. I, I've interviewed you know political folks from our from our mayor, our former mayors, um, 
to our current mayor. I've talked to just about anybody you, you can name in the political and business world. Um, I went over to the Tribune and became the religious reporter for them. So I talked to so many great leaders across all faiths from, you know, uh, Bilal Qayyum uh, of, of the Fathers uh, Initiative um, to, to, to Keith Reed, to uh, Eric Lambert. I mean, I could go on. I've talked to folks from the Catholic faith when they um, you know, did the canonization of, of Catherine Drexel. And I could just go on and on from all those experiences. And I know now, you know, when I look back on those, those writing experience as a newspaper reporter, there's nothing that will ever humble you more than seeing the words that you put in the newspaper with the byline and not being the majority of it, not being a word that you remember ever writing. Because newspapers at that time, you had inches. They, this is what they called them. They were called inches. And so you had a certain amount of space that you had that had to go into that column area. And if it didn't fill that space, they would cut it down. <laughs> they would send it back to you and tell, them, tell you to write more. And to this day, I, you know, I say that those experiences as a newspaper reporter made me a better writer, a more disciplined writer, because, you know, there were so many times when Jerry would send back an article um, or the editors over at the Philadelphia Tribune um, would send back an article. Listen, you got to cut this down. You got to cut this down. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it just made me a better writer. So the writing part of the early part of my career and i really stumbled into the nonprofit sphere um because i was again working at the daily news as an editorial assistant stumbled into the nonprofit realm uh while i was there a friend of mine was working across the street at a halfway house asked me to come and be on the communications committee that she was on uh that she had formalized there went started doing workshops with some of the residents there she decided to get married and become a school teacher they asked me to stay on as the life skills coordinator. And that was how I ended up in the nonprofit realm. And my very first book that I wrote called Divine Inspiration, The Process of Fulfilling Your Divine Destiny, came directly as a result of that experience from being at that halfway house. I still remember a young man by the name of Vernon Johns came into my room, came into my came into the center, angry as all get out, had been abused by his mother physically, emotionally, had just been through it and said nobody loved him. Nobody loved him but his girl. And me and my girlfriend Jackie ministered to him right there in her office, led him to Christ, and he became one of my first spiritual sons. And I'd never forget him coming in and him telling me, Miss Mars, you know, you could really be like Les Brown, one of them for real. I said, you think so, Vernon? Yeah, yeah, you bad like that. And I was really into Les Brown back then. Like he was just everything to me. Like yeah. this is when he came on channel 12 and he was just all that to me. And so <laughs> Vernon was really the inspiration for that very first book because I, you know, I, I dedicated the book to him. Um, and through that, I talk about Leon Sullivan in my first book. I interviewed then I then Mayor W. Wilson Good and so many other people. And so every my girlfriend of mine tells me every time I write a book is because I've been through an experience. And so um, yeah. I found that to pretty much be true. And so that's really, you know, my author story is really, you know, um, from those experiences that I've just had um, throughout my life and throughout my career. Um, starting with the time that I spent at, at the Kentuck Group and um, doing those times as a reporter. Wow, I had no idea about this. this is so, so it's like uh, onion. There's so many layers to you. This is so cool. Uh, so, 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 Tanya, tell tell us about. So, so you've, you've taken us through the journey of 
uh, you know, just this gift of writing. But take us through a little bit because this mom part became yeah. a big part yeah. of your brand. And, you know, yeah. and to all the mothers out there, that, you know, being a mother is a full time job in yeah. itself. And then to do it through business. Can you talk yeah. to us about that? Yeah, well, you know, I um, I have twin sons, um, Isaiah and Jeremy. I mean, they're adults now, and so I'm I'm totally blessed that, you know, my mom often says that we're still, she's still here, I'm still here, they're still here, and so we don't take that, um, for granted. And so, um, during my time in the nonprofit world, after I left Kentuck, I went and I worked for an organization at that time was called WAWA, Women's Association for Women's Alternatives, um, that is now known as Pathways PA. And I was uh, working at Pathways. Um, they changed the name while I was out there in Chester. And I just fell in love with the city of Chester and, you know, met so many great people that were in need there. But I, I, the program that I was a part of had a mentorship component to it. Um, and my saying, and my girlfriend, Erica, um, and I were working the program. A young lady came in who, when she came in at the time that she came, um, the, young, the man that she was with was throwing her down flights of stairs and through glass windows. And so... Um, she became a mentor, a mentee of mine, um, worked through her through all kinds of struggles, through addiction, through the abuse, and through all of those things. And, um, you know, it was during that time, you know, really that I really began to, 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 to really mentor. You know, I had a couple of ladies when I was at the halfway house, but it was really Nakia that really was the first person that I really, you know, began to help to develop her life spiritually, you know, mentally, emotionally, on the process of getting her children back out of out of foster care, all of that. And so, um, you know, I went on and, and I stayed in the now and every time I was in the nonprofit area, I was just mentoring, you know, I was just doing the mentoring thing. And another young lady, when I went over to WORC, Women's Opportunities Resource Center, I was there, a young lady came in, and I still remember the day that she came in. I was rushing to go to Bible study, and the Holy Spirit said, no, sit down. She needs your help. And I was like, dang. And she was loud and out of pocket, and, and I just, I knew, and she she really was the first person that I ever heard call me a mentor, though, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was from that experience, just all of the mentorship, you know, and she would eventually call me mom and, and throughout all the mentorship. I have a young lady that lives with me now that washed my hair since she was 16, 17 years old. And uh, the young lady that she worked for, my stylist at the time, you know, to me, it really needs your help. I need you to help her with this T-shirt company. And we ended up starting this T-shirt company together. She still lives in my house right now, today, coming up wow. on seven years. So the mentoring thing is really, I like to say, Mom, your business brought me full circle in the mentoring thing, right? Because when Mom, your business started, again, by accident, I had been hosting events and doing tea parties with another friend of mine. And we had a, an event 2017, Mother's Day weekend. Um, we had an all girl band, we had a panel discussion, vendors, had a great, had a great, great time. And a friend of mine called me the next day and said, Tanya, I think this is more than just a one-time thing. And so mm -hmm. I called in uh, a mutual friend of ours. I called uh, Danielle Jeter and asked her yeah. to facilitate a workshop for me, a brainstorming session around what this could be. And so um, that was how we landed on our mission statement, which was to help mompreneurs, um, which we define as any woman actively in business. You know, not necessarily have to be a mom, um, turn obstacles into opportunities. 
opportunities and so that to me to me mom your business brings me full circle through all the work that i've done helping women do everything from again leave abusive relationships purchase their first home start a business and you know all of those things change careers all of those things uh to me mom your business brings all of that full circle because i didn't know what it was going to be even though we did that 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 uh, brainstorming session, mm-hmm. I still don't know what it was going to be. But I did know it would have a mentorship component to it. Just because mentoring wasn't something that I did, it was who I am. Wow, wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so speaking of who you are, when you when you break it all the way down, what what is your what is your most dominant gift? And feel free to expound if there are others. But when you think about your gifts, what is your most dominant gift and and why do you feel that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it would be easy for me, Dave, to say, um, you know, writing. That's that's my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've been writing for so long. And certainly it is one of my dominant gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my most dominant gift is connecting. Um, is connecting people um, on different levels um, to different opportunities at different times. Um, Mm -hmm. I really believe that connecting, connection, whether that's through the written word, um, you know, whether that's through uh, through mentorship, um, you know, whether that's through networking, whether that's through um, workshops or facilitation and education um, and mentorship. It's whether whatever sphere it is, I believe that my, my one of my other dominant gifts, my primary dominant gift is co- is connecting. Mm. Um, you know, I really I really believe that on, on all levels I'm a connector. Um, you know, people, I had a call today. I actually volunteered you for something today. Somebody <laughs> called me today looking for a speaker for a career day. I said, well, you know, not really mother, but I said, but I got a guy. <laughs> I said, I got a guy, he's a good guy, I said, he's, he's going to be perfect for you, so, you know, you know, I get calls all the time, Tiny, do you know so-and-so, so, you know, and so, and I, and, and so I think connecting is my dominant gift out, mm. outside of writing. Wow, that's, that's profound, I love that, I, I love that you went that route, because you, you, have, you there's so many things, I see so many things in you, and others that don't have the opportunity that, you know, the listeners that don't know you, I mean, Tiny is multi multi talented so th- i think that's so interesting you brought up that um connection is is the, like where did this stem from like when did you notice it like this is something that i am you know have a propensity to do uh or something that you you know is part of you when did you notice that i think it was really during those times when i was heavy in the nonprofit sector early on um in my career and not at kentuck but when i went to wawa um, Pathways PA now and I went to Pathways PA and I still remember my first boss her name was uh, was 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 Jean I could see her face a little bit um, I don't think that was her name I remember her giving me an assignment right around this was around free income tax preparation uh, Wawa was a partner with the city of Philadelphia with the United Way with the Urban Affairs Coalition around do free, doing free income tax preparation and I remember her giving me this assignment I was like what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do <laughs> she, like, she was like go out there talk to these people get make connections and I was like okay and so when I say connecting I think that was really 
connecting is ultimately about communicating it's about talking to folks and you know now and i remember all those times when i was in school with folks and the teachers would tell my mom you know tanya's a great student but she won't stop talking mm. <laughs> and she won't stop talking right so when i'm talking about connecting I think when I was doing that outreach work, and that was primarily what I did that early part of my career after I left Kentai, that primary early part of my career in nonprofit, I was doing outreach, which I was in the, that means I was in the community talking to folks every single day, mm-hmm. all day about, you know, their finances and um, payday lending and why they shouldn't do that and borrowing against your tax return and child tax credit and mm. earned income tax credit and all of those all of those things and i mean i just loved it i mm. loved providing that information and those resources um because i was a single mom with two kids and i knew what those income income credits were doing for me i knew what it was like to have to have that payday loan and and get stuck in that cycle i had i had had those experiences of having my utility shut off so i understood those things and how to help these parents be and you know these individuals navigate through those 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 challenges and so that's really i think when i realized it was during that early part of my career when i was working um at pathways and ultimately even going over to the urban affairs coalition um and and working with gene hunt who is still a, a great friend and mentor of mine even today and understanding um community engagement and working with folks and and um and engaging folks in and really um at, at which at times is really life-changing information wow that's that's deep like there's a thread here right like it's like your your journey um just just from from even as i hear you speak right you mentioned the people like people matter to you like the like it, it really generally care about people and you you connect people and um and even the resource like like you're a resource right for the others that don't know that tiny has a resource she, she just has a resource for every single thing it doesn't matter if you if you do underwater basket weaving uh <laughs> tiny tiny's got a resource oh yeah i got i got something for that. I, you know she's got something for everything right and and that's that's a uh amazing to hear right that the, the depth of it comes from your own personal story like hey when I when I was in a position where I needed resources, I needed connections, I was able to have those things. Or and now you want to do that for others on a deeper level. And I find it interesting, right? Because that is actually what you do today with founders to funders, right? You are connecting entrepreneurs to resources. You're connecting again using this gift of connection. So, can you talk to me? One of the things we talk about is in the, in the in the parable of as you I know, I know you're aware of the parable of the talents and how there's 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 really three phases one, one discovering your gift what that gift is you you found you know multiple gifts that you have and then the next part is developing that gift how, i mean a lot of people don't understand the level and you kind of hinted at it earlier so i, I want to just kind of dive into this but a lot of people don't understand the amount of work it takes to to do something as big as a uh, um, you know, as founders to funders, or or as as big as mom, your business. Like, there's a lot of work that went behind the scenes. You said earlier in the show that 
you're, you're an avid reader and I can see the books up there you're an avid reader avid developer you're constantly d developing yourself so could you just speak about the importance of you know improving your craft developing your craft making sure you're getting yeah, better I mean, Dave, when I was into the filmmaking thing I was going everywhere. Like I was going to workshops with Robert Townsend. I had been to the African American Film Festival and I was learning. I mean, I was reading books on how to write scripts in, in, in 90 days. And I was doing all of that kind of stuff because um, I wanted to be good at it. And I wanted, you know, and I wanted to really, you know, perfect that, 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 that craft. And so um, it's, it's everything um, to me. I mean, and, and, and being in ministry, right um the things that i've done i've you know the john maxwell books on leadership and all of those all of that kind of like i've every joyce joyce my all of those for miles monroe like yeah. i mean you know, miles monroe used, when i was going to the mount Airy church of god in christ miles monroe used to come there once a year and so i got to actually be in his presence wow. and you know and so it was you know all of those things it's the spiritual it's the it's the personal it's the professional um you know even times when i was writing and i had an opportunity to interview terry mcmillan and talk to her about writing and, and, mm -hmm. and how to do that and you know meeting terry uh another terry up in up in new york and talking to her about public relations and 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 how you know you develop that personal touch of working with people mm -hmm. it's critical and so even now with founders the funders um as we look to create our own fund of putting capital in the hands of black and female founders i'm right now i'm in a venture capital boot camp why because i want to understand venture capital from beginning to end the ends the outs i want to understand everything about it i've been reading i've, I've read two books during this time during the last two months about venture capital um and just talking with with folks on twitter and engaging them because i want to understand it if it's going to be something that's going to be part of what we offer and what we do and so um you know i'm a lifelong learner you know when people say you know i'm a lifelong learner um and i just believe that if you're going to be successful you have to be a lifelong learner i listen to podcasts about uh, you know about vc and how to manage an account and entrepreneurship and you know all of that kind of stuff like you just i just believe that it's absolutely critical um to be a lifelong learner and and continue to grow when i started my podcast i was going to pat flynn's website and learning you know listening to pat flynn and that's how i learned to record my my first podcast so wow. you know you you take that stuff and you you got to put it to use you can't just read it and and, and take it in you have to go back out and apply it mm. That's beautiful. You, you know, uh, it, it, as you shared, just the, the importance of learning and developing. This is why we created this show to, to, to help other people learn all the skills and things they need to help find their gifts, refine their gifts, and take their gifts to the next level. So when you think about your journey and you think about a young Tanya, let's say let's say a seven, eight, nine, maybe going into the, the tens and tweens and all that, like what would you tell a young tanya on how to find that gift of connection or how to find that like what would you tell her and i'm also speaking to the young people on what would you tell them to find their gifts faster yeah that's a great question dave because i'm an only child right so 
friendships were always very important to me, right? Um, and so I think one of the things that I would tell um, a young Tanya is to pick your friends carefully. Um, uh, it matters who you connect with and how you connect with. Um, I would definitely tell myself that and to build it build lasting relationships. Friends are going to come in and out of your life, right? I'll be 57 years old this year. Friends will come in and out of your life. Um, my son's godmother to this day, Michelle and I went to high school together. So she teases Jeremy and Isaiah all the time and tells him I knew Tanya before you did. So you can tell me about her. So it's, it's building those lasting relationships. Um, identify your five closest friends as early in your life as you possibly can. That's profound. I'm going to dig a little bit into that. How how should they, because you're giving sound advice. I mean, that's, that's every young person needs to rewind and hear this again. That is really key. What, what, what is, what would you look for? Like if you're going back to young time, what would you look for in the friends? Cause you obviously know now, cause you have friends like your friend, Michelle and others who are in your life, but to find those great five friends that are around, what, what are the characteristics that one should look for? You, you want to look for you want to look for the, the spiritual first and foremost right what kind of spiritual relationship do they have even as a child you know you can often tell you know if someone is spiritual and you can just look to the and you can look to the, the other thing you want to look to is to their family and whether that's a single mom or not i mean i was raised by a single mother you know i remember going to the you know it's funny during the pandemic early in the pandemic i told my mom i said you know i don't think me and jeremy have gone to the supermarket together this much since me and you and my grandmother all of us went to the store and they were in the seat in the in the in the chair in the supermarket i don't think wow. we've gone to the store that much together wow. since then right so like so connect you know identifying those family you can look you learn so much about people just looking at their family mm. all right and then you know the spiritual things um and then um you know understanding um watching how people relate to each other right you know how do they treat you how do you it's so important to see how to pay attention to how people treat you and or or i like i like to say how people handle you right how does someone how do they handle you and how do they handle their other relationships i remember one time jeremy and isaiah had to go to the neighborhood school i couldn't afford for them to go back to private school any longer they had to go to the neighborhood school and on their walk home uh, some boy had been taunting them and he beat up a friend of his brother beat up a, his older brother beat up a friend of theirs and they came home both of them they were devastated they were crying they was like, like they could not understand how something like that could happen mm. but it made them better friends right because even now isaiah is still great friends with guys that he went to high school with mm. right jeremy is still friends with guys that he went to high school with so you identify those folks early in life mm. those relationships will you will value them so much more when you become an adult mm. excellent and, and since that, that's the sound sound wisdom since you've You've read. I can imagine you've read all kinds of books on the, the this this topic of connection and relationships. And what would you recommend for people to read around the topic of 
your gifting in connection and networking and all that, what would you recommend people read? I'm going to tell you one of my favorite books that I've read early on is probably, I don't know, maybe her first or second book by Joyce Meyer. It is called Enjoy Where You Are on the Way to Where You're Going. Mm. It is, it was for me, absolutely life-changing. And I'm mm. almost sure it's probably one of her early, if not maybe her first or second book. It was absolutely life-changing. And another great book, and I never get the guy's last name right. His first name is Eric. Last name starts with a Z. Wrote a book called The Call to Character that looks at the first, looks at the fruits of the spirit. Mm. Um, and again, life-changing because it's all about character at the end of the day. Yeah. When you look at the character of the fruits of the spirit, peace, joy, love, hope, all of those things, and, you know, uh, and above all, you know, those are the things that matter. So those would be the two when, you, when I talk about um, relationships and identifying um, valuable friendships. I mean, the 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 Joyce Meyer book. I, I'm not exaggerating. Mm. It changed my life. <laughs> it wow. really, it really changed my life. Um, and another great one is The Personal Touch by Terry Williams. Mm. Terry Williams used to be Eddie Murphy's uh, was Eddie Murphy's first PR person. Mm. Um, and I'll never forget. I was I wanted to interview her for me though. This is one of the benefits I got being a reporter. Yeah. And I called her up. I, I called her office, nervous as can be. She said yes sent me a handwritten note with a copy of her book and invited me to come up to New York and spend a couple hours with her in her office. I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I went up there and I will forever, ever cherish that experience. But that book is another one, The Personal Touch mm. um, by, Terry, by Terry Williams, where she talks about relationships and how to build relationships, the value of building relationships mm. the right way um, and how they lead to success in your life. So those would be my, my, my recommendations. That's Wow, you gave us some gem books. Those deep, deep, like, books that put, people probably wouldn't know that have so much wisdom because you've read so many yes. different books. So that's that's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So we'll, we'll listeners, make sure, to, make sure to get those. Uh, we call our listeners doers. So doers, make sure yes. to get those and do the, do the read the book and do the book. Um, yes. that, that's excellent. So, so Tanya, tell, tell us about this next phase, right? Because you, you've, you've built out this brand you've, you've, you've gone through this journey of writing you've gone through this uh journey of uh building your connections building your resources and then now you're a powerhouse of connecting resources to other people's resources now the we believe that the last phase in in, in this whole process we went through the discovery went through the develop this is the distribution distribution and the marketing and you're already talking you already talked about some of the things that you do in podcasting and writing blogs i've, I've read you some of your work it's amazing some of the writings you do um um, marketing yourself, but could you speak to that? Because I know you deal with a lot of business owners, and 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 this is an important piece that I think sometimes gets neglected. Could you talk about the importance of marketing your gift, whatever gift you have, and just that importance? Yeah, I think it's it's critical, especially right now. And I was telling that lady that's looking to write a book recently today, Dave, and you know this being a social media digital you know influencer that you are. Today is all about content. Like it's it's a, it's not about anything else. You can write a book, sure. You can write a book, um, but you could write a blog. You could write a white paper. You could do a newsletter. You can do so much um, to just being able to tell your story. You can create a podcast. I mean, I was watching 
Um, I've been watching the Bel Air series, right? And I found what I'm finding interesting. They're not the only show that does this. What I found interesting is that there's a companion podcast to it. Whoa. Right. I'm like, whoa, okay. Because why? Because you can market your your gifts, your talents in so many ways um, today. You know, last week was a really tough week for me as far as making some decisions. I put that right in the newsletter. Listen, entrepreneurship is primarily about what? Making choices, right? As a parent, you tell your children, make good choices, make good choices. Well, guess what? As entrepreneurs, we're faced with that every day, making right choices, making the best decisions to grow our business and keep our sanity at the same time, right? And so, and so, you know, I put that into a blog post and added some resources to it, some grant resources. You know, here's, you know, some of our, you know, some of the other free things that we have um, going on that are available to you. So you have to... And you have to find, I think the key is finding the right medium. Because there are a lot of things out here. You can do a podcast, but again, you could do it, you could do a white paper, you could do a newsletter, you could do a blog, you could do a Twitter thread. You know, there's there's a young lady, her name is Elizabeth Hughes, an Asian lady, runs the hustle fund out of New York. She took all of her Twitter threads and put them in a book mm. on democratizing venture capital. Wow, that's creative. Like, is that crazy? I was yeah. like, yo, that's part, and it's a, it is good. Like, I wow. use it like for reference stuff, wow. right? It's like great stuff. That she, she'll throw a link in there to a workshop. They do just. There are so many ways that you can share your story. Yeah. Today, you have to be able to identify the right mediums mm. and then go out there and tell your story. Yeah. That's good. That's gold. That's gold. That's gold. So, so I, I want you to talk a little bit more about, you know, funders to founders and 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 the business work you're doing there, and then also mommy business, of course. Tell tell us a little bit about the work you're doing. Yeah. So we started founders to funders, you know, right during the pandemic. You know, um, we were uh, partner partnering with um, Black Girl Ventures. We were uh, one of their first. Um, change agents here in the city of Philadelphia. We started the Philadelphia chapter, uh, me and, and, and four other young ladies. And so we were actually their last in-person event in 2020. Um, and the next day I asked Shelly, I told Shelly, I said, you know, I think I want to start a, an accelerator program. She was like, well, you know, where do you want to accelerate them to? And I took that question and I sat with that for months, um, researching again, researching, researching, researching accelerator programs, finding what works and finding what didn't work, finding out what the needs of black female founders are, right? Going through that whole, that whole process. So we've done two accelerators, our next um, two cohorts, our next cohort starts on Saturday, April the 16th. Um, it's eight weeks. Um, and we really focus on um, take, making folks, taking our ladies to being prepared for that next level of growth, right? Mm. Um, so whether that is everybody, Dave, is not in business. Some people are, are in a lifestyles business. I got mm. this from Tammy Williams yesterday mm. on our discussion about black and black womanomics. And I was like, mm. yeah, Tammy, that's it right there. Mm. Everybody is not on the path to an exit. Mm. Or a, or, go on, or an IPO. You may just very well be in a lifestyle business. You just have a business 
because it affords you the ability to travel two times a year, four times a year, pay your rent, do whatever it is that you need to do, and that's okay. Mm. Right? So, but we want to work with those women who want to go on a path or on a journey to an IPO or an exit. And mm. so, uh, we work with them on creating some type of growth plan um, to fund their business. And so, you know, we do, we prepare them to pitch their business, whether that's a pitch competition like a Black Girl Ventures. We also host a pitch competition called the Raise Roundup, um, which we did our first one last year in December, where we gave away $150,000 to 10 Black female founders. Wow. Um, and so going into this year, we're going to do that again, um, probably sometime in November. We're five years old. We're celebrating our five, fifth year anniversary in November this year. It's going to be a wow. tremendous weekend uh, we're going to do a meet and greet on a uh, happy hour on friday we're going to do an all-day business expo and chances are dave sodden will be there doing one of our <laughs> workshops there's a good, pretty good chance that's going to happen and then on sunday we'll have our legends business gala where we're going to celebrate some legendary female entrepreneurs in the, yeah. in the philadelphia uh region so i'm really i'm grateful i'm so grateful uh for, for for where we are and you know some of our ladies have come through you know connections that i met you know right through dave i mean one of our stars is is is, is chrissy um you know a philly experiences she's one of our stars she's netted 25k since she's came in contact in contact I, with us I, I just gotta clap it up for all the black women doing these great things like that's us that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah. So that's what we're doing with Founders to Funders. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um Mom Your Business is is it's it's alive and well. Uh, we're gonna be launching a um a mastermind program later on this year. Something right. Jay's been urging me to do for last for the last two years. So we're gonna we'll finally launch this mastermind program. Uh, we do our mentors, music and munchies, which is like a speed mentoring event yeah. that we do. That your, we'll your titles are just amazing and that's probably comes from your writing, right? Honest to funnest, mom, your business, M uh, uh, music and munchies. Like, you just got the best titles, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mental music and munchies. That's like our speed mentoring event that we do. You know, just just that. Just you know, some speed networking over over some coffee. You know, at, at a black female owned coffee bar um, down on Spring Street. So you know, we want to try to you know definitely you know do that and just doing some pop up events and some other things. We want to do something special for Mother's Day this year um, that we'll be announcing really soon. So you know, I'm just grateful you know for where we are and and for where we're where we're headed. Wow. This is phenomenal to see just how you're you're utilizing your gift and just it, it just keeps expanding, right? Like it's like it started in one way and it's evolved, like and that's been the thread. Your gift has been the thread through it all. Like you're the connector. You're the you're the you're the you're the person that brings the pieces together. And it, it sounds like obviously you're being fulfilled in this uh, in this work that you're doing. Um, where can people? support or get in you know if there are maybe founders that want to be a part of this if there are venture capitalists that want to be a part of this or or the people that want to be involved in some of the programs that you have for mommy business where can people um get it get more information yeah so you can go to momyourbusiness.com um right on m-o-m-y-o-u-r-b-u-s-i-n-e-s-s dot com you go right to our website um i knew i knew and improved work at website courtesy of some great students over at, at my alumni temple university uh, nice. helped us uh, 
really um, up our website. There's some new design stuff there. Um, there's founders2funders.org, which you can also get to um, from the mommybusiness.com website. And there is absolutely a donation link there. And, and, and we, we're, we're grateful. We, we're looking to really work more with, in, with our individual um, donors. We wouldn't be where we are um, without them. We've been fortunate to get some grants. We have some grants in the pipeline, so I need y'all praying <laughs> quite much. <laughs> we got some grants in the pipeline that could really change things um, you know, dramatically um, for us. And then as we prepare to launch this fund um, that is going to funnel more capital into the hands of black female founders it's going to take it's going to literally it's literally going to take a village right black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs that number has not changed um since 1997 um yet we remain yet we remain the least funded right we are over mentored yet we receive the less cap the least amount of capital via venture capital um black women are less likely to get black are less likely to get business loans uh, most times we start our business based on our own income or through bad loans like personal credit we are more likely to use our credit cards um to start a business and so creating these opportunities these avenues to access revenue and access capital you know when people ask a black woman what she needs to grow her business and she says capital that's what she means she may not necessarily need the education so i have a lady that came to me dave with a tremendous uh, app program an application um around um connected to um reducing crime and so i didn't think she was a good fit for our program but guess what i did do i got her a meeting with with Councilman Isaiah Thomas around his bill on low-level you know, stops for for traffic violations, right? So she didn't necessarily need our education, but I'm mm. going to continue. But we're still supporting her, yeah. you know, in in that way, right? And so that's what we want to try to be. We want to be a resource. We want to be, you know, that connector to the right opportunities um, to see folks' as businesses really, really explode, right? You know, I have uh, another young lady, um, Monique Curry-Mims, who has taken advantage of every opportunity she's pitched as a part of PAC's Capital Conference. Um, she's been connected to angel investors through our opportunity. Um, and so those are the things that, 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 you know, puts the feather in our cap. We want to see the measurable growth of these businesses when they come through our program and go on to the next go on to the next level um my good friend carla clarkson has been you know i've been coaching and riding with her and working with her well last month um her pro her product was on hsn she was a featured product on what? hsn just last month and just got ten thousand dollars from us in december so oh, those are the opportunities when we see things like that it's just like the, just like jay just say clap it up for these black women because <laughs> They are out here doing it and all the crap is out here doing the work. So, yeah. you know, momyourbusiness.com, um, you can definitely find us there. And all social media handles, Mom Your Business on Instagram, Mom Your Business on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I'm the mental mogul on on Twitter. That's where I hang out a lot. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, wow. Tony. Amazing. Amazing stuff. There's so much value you dropped here today. Uh, we, we want to hit you with our final question that we ask every guest. You didn't have preparation for this. Nobody ever does. This is just straight off the cuff here. The question is, Tanya, what is the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's <laughs> gift 
and one's purpose. Wow, babe. How much time we got left? Time to answer this one. Yeah. You know, that is such a great question. And I think I would say my purpose is why I do what I do. And my gifts are how I do what I do. Mm. Wow. Right? That's what I would say. My purpose is why I do what I do. Mm. Right? That's why I did this is my purpose. It's, it's my why. Yeah. And then I would say the gifts are what God has given me to do what he has purposed and created me to do. So that that's that's how I would define it. That's how wow. I would define it. That's profound. You know, we always get all kinds of different answers. I've never heard this. This is so so good. The why is the is the purpose. The how is the gift. That's so, that makes so much. That's so simplified and clear. Excellent. I love it. I love it, Tony. Uh, is there anything I did not ask you that you would tell other people about their gifts, about gifting that that they should know? Well, one thing I would say is um, don't let anyone else tell you what your gifts are. Don't let anyone tell you what your gifts are. Only you and your creator know truly what your gifts are. Uh, so you want to consult him uh, for your gift. And I encourage folks, and you know, and I think we need to do more of this day. I encourage folks to do a gift assessment, man. Mm. If you are a part of any ministry, and you don't necessarily have to be, you can find an online spiritual gift test. There's always, um, you know, the, the 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 personality, you know, those other those other studies and things yeah. like that. They are valuable. You know, I've done them more than one time. If I've done those things, you know, and it's funny because I've noticed in my earlier years when I did my gift assessments, right? Dave, my 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 strongest prominent gift was evangelism. That was my mm. pro- and that's when I was doing my outreach, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. That was when I was doing my outreach, my evangelism. But as I got became more older and seasoned, now administration, right? Pastor has mm. become more of my prominent gift, mm. right? Because I've gotten older, I'm a little seasoned now. Like, I'm not <laughs> out here running these streets with y'all. But, <laughs> but but I but you bring them in, and I'll nurture them, I'll love on them, I'll develop them, you know, to be what it is that God has called them to be. So so I certainly encourage folks if you can get a spiritual gift assessment. You should really do it. Oh, love it. Love it. Again, Tanya, thank you so much. You dropped so much wisdom, so much knowledge. Uh, please go take take a hold of everything that Tanya shared. Go to momyourbusiness.com, right? And then go to uh, funders2founder.org and get, get connected to Tanya. She's a, obviously a connection, a resource, uh, and 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 you will you will enjoy her writing, her content, her information. She's a, a powerhouse. So again, thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us on the show. We're so blessed to have you. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date and it's called the purpose gift tape it's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose this is a six track album i poured my heart and soul into it includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it and i'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast, 
podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S.com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.